The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. NFL wildcard weekend. We're talking a little bit of college football, um, maybe some NBA. Um, and, uh, and, you know, these, we don't, Sam and I don't do New Year's resolutions, but we'll talk about kind of the New Year's initiatives for both of us. The, uh, the old diet here, trying to, trying to melt some fat off, trying to turn the oven on the butter um, to, to melt this stuff off. But you're listening to the Functional Sportsaholic. Sean and Sam, as usual, Sam, how you doing, my friend? What is up, my brother? Uh, you know, just uh, just chilling out. Um, we were actually, just before recording, we were talking about, uh, you know, the, the NCAA championship is set. It's uh, Ohio State and Alabama. And Ohio has a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of COVID cases break out. Interestingly, I was going to talk about this before, um, Cleveland Browns are having a uh, a breakout as well, yeah. and this is a Cleveland Browns, a completely fully stacked Cleveland Browns team that beat the Pittsburgh Steelers by two points uh, against right. Pittsburgh Steelers backup, um, which to me was like the bet of the week, Pittsburgh plus 10, even with the backup quarterback. So um, needless to say, I hit the bet. Um, I was sweating. I'll be honest with everybody. I was sweating a little bit after that Nick Chubb run, but in true Cleveland form, they just stopped giving the ball to Nick Chubb. It's the most... <laughs> It's the it's the craziest thing. The dude is like next level good, and everybody thinks of him as like, oh yeah, he's a he's a really good elite running back. And I just keep saying he's an he's a historically elite running back, and they just don't give him the ball enough. Yeah, man, we've been saying that. You've been My saying gosh. that for two, last two years. You know, so. seriously, like I I don't know, but he's a lifetime five yard plus per carry guy, lifetime, um, season after season. You give this guy twenty carries. He breaks one for 40 yards. He's just freaking good. And then they pull him off the field. My favorite thing of that game, this is the third time I've told this story, but it just, it just, it, it's, it's illogical to me. It, it's a goal line situation. And, you know, I think they're within three yards of, of the end zone, maybe even closer. Nick Chubb's not on the field. They have Kareem Hunt and then hand off the ball to Jarvis Landry. I'm sorry. Like, I like Stefanski as a coach, but he's never going to win a Super Bowl. He's never going to win a Super Bowl. So, and that's a, that's a shame, but he'll he'll have success though. So that's good for them. Yeah, uh, making anyway. bone bonehead plays, man. Just just give 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 your horse give, give your, your horse, horse the ball. ball. Like like LeBron James runs down the court and doesn't have the ball in his hands. Okay, right. You know, I don't mind when LeBron James passes, but you got to put the ball in his hands. This is why, by the way, Sam, as you know, and we've talked on this podcast, why I always never believe in Russell Russell Westbrook because when he was in the finals against whoever it was, was it the Piston? I can't remember who they were playing back then. Who did Oklahoma City go to the finals with or against? Um, Miami. Oh, was it LeBron's Heat? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, so anyway, that that was it was obvious because Russell Westbrook would come down the lane and take a shot without Kevin Durant ever touching the ball. It's like, come on, man. And Russell Wilson, uh, or Russell Westbrook, is like Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's very good. Russell Westbrook's very good. You got freaking Durant on your roster. You got Nick Chubb on the roster. Give him the freaking ball. But Stefanski's not even going to be coaching this weekend, Sam. Test it positive. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder why they couldn't, like, put him in, like, in a booth sort of bubble, in a booth somewhere. Yeah. But they're like, oh, he's going to be at home, and they're giving this other guy the play call. I'm like, well, like, we couldn't put him in, like, a cube? And like, we You're right about there. that. Like, I, had, I, don't understand, I don't understand that. Like, I hadn't thought about that, but you're exactly right. I mean, they have coordinated, like, um, we've seen... Head coaches get injured, you know, like, you know, there was the guy in his his damn bed last year for what college was that? 
that they I don't had remember. up in the thing, and they had him up in a in a hospital bed, up in the, up in a booth, and he was like calling stuff from there. I don't. I, I missed that, that story. That's a, yeah, no, that's a little extreme. Little, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was definitely uh, you know a you know this guy's a this guy's a in it or winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, but he's I not mean, quitting on his team. But I don't understand why they can't you know open uh, up a booth for him. You're right. Right. Even even. I don't know. It's just strange to me. That is strange. I, I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I guess, you know, probably, and this is complete conjecture by me, I, I would imagine the NFL probably ha- has two things. One, there's probably a policy that is pretty prohibitive in that. Uh, because, you know, of course you're talking about, like, you know, safety for the community and all that stuff. But, right. again, like you're, like you're, to your point, he could stay completely distanced, walk up to his booth, be in his booth, and they could leave that booth wherever he's at, I guess it's going to be in Pittsburgh, leave that booth completely clear for like three or four days and go in with your cleaning crew. Um, and it should be fine. Nobody else would get infected for that. I got to think it's an NFL policy somehow. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's probably a good, like, optics job type thing. Yeah, I yeah. I can't believe, like, you know, he couldn't be out there, you know, um, in some capacity, but whatever. Yeah, and I guess um, Daryl Bevel, who was taken over for the Lions after Patricia got fired, he tested positive early. I think those are the only two head coaches that have been um, sidelined. Maybe Vic Fangio early in the season with Denver. I can't really remember, but I guess the NFL, like they can't let Stefanski coach now in the playoffs after having done that. I mean, I guess they could. They could do whatever they want, but they're not going to do that. So... And Denver got royally not not screwed because you get you got to have some accountability. What I also don't understand is, um, like the Browns two weeks ago when they had their their receivers um, out because they were in close contact with everybody. I don't understand why these organizations haven't. It's almost like what we talked about early in the year. And kudos to the NFL because I never thought we would get seventeen weeks in seventeen weeks. I never thought that was going to happen. Right. But you know. It's like the NFL and NFL teams were kind of stubborn about this from the beginning, like you and I talked about before the season, and that I don't understand why teams are like allowing their entire wide receiver group to sit in the hot tub at the same time. Because you know if you're in close contact with somebody, you know, and like these these meetings, I know there's social distancing inside a room, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of research out there that if you spend an hour in a room, even if you're socially distanced and wearing masks, you know, there's like an 80% chance if somebody's infected, you're going to catch a virus. So why don't they, like, why don't they spread these things out or have more Zoom? Like, I, I don't understand why we have full position groups missing games. Because the NFL doesn't, you know, we, we knew this from the beginning, man. They, Look, they I, just kind of plug through stuff. And like, I understand. Like, we don't care. And like we've been saying all year, dude, I understand that there are, there are, there's, what half the country either thinks it's a, it's a hoax or it's not a big deal and yada, yada, yada. And I've been saying this like, and I'm on the other side of it, but I've been saying this like, even if that's your thought, you have to understand that the business of the NFL has created this policy. And so even if you, you know, don't believe in the science behind it, you don't believe in the politics, even if you're of a different mind, your job is to adhere to the rules set for you. And so if entire position groups, like I don't have any remorse or, or any, you know, um, sensitivity for the Denver Broncos for losing their right. quarterbacks in that game. Screw them. 
Right. You know, they were flouting the, the mask rules and they were doing this and they were doing that because like the, the idea is like, it's not going to affect me. It's not going to impact me until it does. And were those guys healthy and fine? Sure, they were. But, um, you know, it's the NFL rules, the NFL policy. And these are the rules that you're playing for, you know, playing for. If you get five downs, are you going to punt on fourth down? You know, if the NFL comes out and says you get five downs next season, you're going to punt on fourth down? Right. If they say you have three downs, are so you going to go for it on third and 55 or whatever? You know, it's it's you play to the rules of the game and to not be organizationally on top of that, or I would say maybe logistically on top of that, not to space out your guys and your position groups or to, to embrace Zoom a little bit more, that's indefensible to me. And I cannot believe that Kevin Stefanski got himself deactivated for the first Cleveland Browns playoff game <laughs> since 2003. Right. To me, I'm sorry, that's indefensible to me. That's indefensible yeah. to me. And I know people are probably having people over for, for the holidays and all that stuff. And, you know, this has kind of been the nightmare scenario, another nightmare scenario of ours, Sam, for a while. is like, okay, well, okay, so some Cleveland Browns that haven't tested positive but are infectious, okay, what, what happens if they get Ben Roethlisberger sick? Or, yeah. you know, close contact, or whatever it is. So then if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers win then they can't play next week, or he can't play next week. And then we get, you know, a Pittsburgh, who would that be? Pittsburgh would be playing, um, they're the three seed. Let's just say off the top of my head, let's say we get Pittsburgh-Baltimore. You know, I don't know who the matchup will be because the NFL recedes. Let's say we get Pittsburgh-Baltimore next week, and we don't have Ben Roethlisberger playing. And then Baltimore fans would be like, well, fine. Lamar Jackson was out against it, you know, you know, and, and, that, and that's, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, right. Well, I actually, I didn't, that was kind of off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, shoot, man. Like, I want to see Pittsburgh, um, I, like, I want to see Mason Rudolph versus Phillip Rivers next week if Indianapolis pulls off the upset against Buffalo. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I take it back. If Pittsburgh and Buffalo hold serve, uh, Pittsburgh would be playing Buffalo. Oh, even better. Yeah. yeah so that's, yeah, you want to see come some on. half string. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's it's <laughs> indefensible. Like, it, and I'm sorry if I was if I was an NFL player on an NFL team. I know you got you know Christmas for a lot of people. You know, obviously holiday season. You had Hanukkah. You had a lot of different things kind of rotating around. You're talking about it's going a to the playoffs. Billion dollar business, though, man. Like, yeah, it's it's wild. I just, I just I I can't I cannot believe that Kevin Stefanski put himself in that situation. And it was avoidable, just like we've been saying all of 2020. It's avoidable. Just keep your distance. Yeah, we know how to. Yeah. We know how to not get infected. We just stay away from people. Jeez, unreal, unreal. It's ego, hubris. It's hubris, Sam. Anyway, uh, what else we got today? Uh, what's going on in the NBA? I see the Warriors are reportedly kind of struggling. They're mortal now. You know, by the time the, the playoffs start for me, Sam, you know, I'm still a little bit worried about a team that is led by Curry, has Draymond Green, assuming everybody's healthy. Um, Wiseman's looking pretty good for them right oh, now so good, far. Man. Yeah, and I mean, they've, they've actually played well this week. Um, I, I noticed, yeah. Steph, Steph has to go off in order for them to be competitive you know well you know what's Wiggins doing at this point yeah what is he doing nothing yeah and he's not a nothing player I don't know is it that you think he's having trouble trying to play off of Steph Curry oh uh, I don't I mean Wiggins is always just right on that cusp of just not being able to get over a hump yeah you know um 
And I think on a team, if Clay was on there, you'd get much more production from oh, yeah. uh, Wiggins. I just don't know if he's a if he's a Robin. Yeah, he might be. You know, uh, you know. I don't want to say Batgirl because that sounds bad. He might be someone third down the line, fourth down the line. That's just mm-hmm. a really good player for you. He might be a Ron Harper. You know, he might be a guy that's like really good in situations, a starter. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's just not going to be able to to be one of your top two guys. You know what I was going to say is is an Andre Iguodala. Will excel. Yeah, it will excel um, being the third or fourth guy as an option. Um, And you'll get more production out of him like that than you would if he was, you know, given X amount of shots a game, you know, compared to what he is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the uh, the Clay Thompson thing hurt, you know. I mean, that, that hurt. I, I, they're they're going to be a playoff team. I think they'll be a playoff team. But I, you know, you can't in the Western Conference. You can't really take that to the bank yeah, or anything. Be a but. playoff team if Draymond can get back to where they need him to be at. You know, they can't have him averaging two points a game. Um, he, he's got yeah. he's got to at least get the oh, yeah. to fourteen a game. You know, the other night when Steph Curry had sixty two, they said him and Draymond between the two of them had sixty three. Um, they can't, you know, uh, they, they, can't live on him. they can't live on him getting one point a game. And I know no. he's coming back from an injury and all that, but, uh, they're, they're going to need more out of him, but they're, you know, they're not going to be a top five team in the West. They're, they're not, you know? Yeah. And they got um, a deep rotation, dude. I'm looking at their, I'm looking at their team stats right now. They have, my gosh, averaging, averaging over 10 minutes a game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 players averaging more than 10 minutes a game this year. So, you know, I think they're, I think probably what Kurt, I'm guessing what Kerr is doing, he's trying to figure out his rotations. Right. I mean, they, and again, this is a team that that's won championships and, and Kerr is, you know, what that affords you, I think maybe a little bit more so than, you know, Maybe what Milwaukee um, and Milwaukee's coach, you know, what that affords you is, look, you have a championship pedigree, you know how to make the deep run. So let's and Belichick does this did this for years in the NFL. Let's use the first quarter of the season to figure out what we are, what we can do well, and then we'll get incrementally better, and we'll you'll know, come April we'll be ready to roll. Right, and there's no there's been no super dominant team in the NBA this year. You know, you've had yeah. some teams that started off really hot and then hit a skid like the Nets. Um, mm-hmm. So and then you have other teams that started out slow, like the Warriors, and now have won a few games in a row. And you know everything is a little bit more even now. Um, there's no clear cut, and I think that's because of how the season was. You really didn't have a preseason. These guys are still trying to shake the rust off. If you're the Lakers, right. you basically played you know two months ago for right. a championship <laughs> in a bubble situation. I'd be I'd be giving LeBron ten minutes a game at this point. Yeah, I mean I honestly, mean, you know they gotta do. You know, and and you're playing with ten less games than you're used to. So a lot of teams kind of use you know the first ten games to kind of like, eh, whatever. But now those ten games are gone, so all these games do kind of count more. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, you know, figure out lineups, figure out time, figure out sitting, figure out you know COVID stuff. You know, I right. KD, you know, is in COVID protocol, so now ten. There's right. like three games now he's not going to be able to play and he's right. trying to come back from an injury. So you're going to have these kind of things creep in throughout the year um, as well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be real hard to try to get um, continuity on a team when you have, you know, all these different lineups, these different things. Uh, you're playing a lot of back-to-backs where you're playing the same team 
back to back instead of mm-hmm. you know traveling to another city. Um, so you yeah, see right. a lot of split games like that because like one team will come out real hot, then the next team the other team will come in. So you're right. seeing a lot more split games between the back and backs instead of you know just a team rolling through. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean it, it's going to be an interesting season, and fans are starting to let some fans. Yeah, that's back nice. In, you know, I saw the Orlando Magic, of course, had um, fans. What are uh, they at? Ninety-five percent occupancy. Yeah. Probably. Which They're is fu- cool. which is fine because only twenty percent ever show up to the games anyway in Orlando. Yeah, exactly. You know, it didn't look too much different from a normal Magic game. You know, <laughs> yeah. in the first quarter, everyone's hanging out at the Ozone, the Bud Light, uh, yep, bar. Yeah, you know, could care less about the game. Um, but yeah, so uh, we we shall see. Oh, Orlando. I I think I got to get myself. Um, you know, for anybody watching or whatever, Sam and I are both from Orlando. I live in Chicago now, but uh, you know. We, um, I like those black and white Orlando Magic uniforms of old, you know, the, the pinstripe oh, and all yeah. that stuff. I, I, I got to get myself a, uh, an Orlando Magic hat because they're, they're so bad right now, um, that I can wear it with honor. Like, I wear it with pride. I'm actually wearing right now my, um, my Orlando United hat. Orlando um, City. Orlando City, whatever they are. That just <laughs> shows you, shows you how little I care, but I like the city. I like to show. Actually, they're actually a pretty decent team, from what I understand. Yeah, they're but good. They're good. Yeah, it's not, it's not my, not, not my thing. Um, I knew as soon as I was like, I, I was seeing Orlando. I, would, I didn't want to say the Orlando soccer team because I didn't want to go all Washington football on everybody. <laughs> but I was like, I'm in it now. You know, you're you're saying the sentence and you're like, yeah, I, I got a thirty percent chance good. to hit this. So I'm like, uh, United, well, I mean, especially with soccer. Just say United. You know, you're gonna hit on yeah know, at least. You know, thirty percent. You're right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, or it's early. It's it's either City or FC or United. You know, and so I, I went with United. That was incorrect. But you know, the Warriors. Um, yeah, dude. Like, I'm looking. Like, I I, I would kind of like to see Steph, assuming like he doesn't wear his body out, because you know the important things, the playoffs. I'd like to see him just go off every night. If he's the only one really like hitting it, like I could see him. Of course, Draymond's going to be a factor. I mean, I would think. I would think he'll he'll play himself back in, and, and you know be uh be that factor he is but you know curry and i would say wiseman is is interesting um for that and maybe they go a little bit big i mean we saw the lakers kind of go big last year with dwight howard and um um anthony davis um and it worked out pretty well along with lebron kind of running that point forward kind of deal so um i like that andrew wiggins his PER is 11.87 this year. 30 minutes, 32.4 minutes a game to be precise. 17.6 points per game. I, like you said, I, I mean, I think I think he'll settle in, but I agree with you. I mean, I, I think he's probably on an elite team. He's probably a three, um, an option three, and possibly some nights lower than that. Right. Um, so next year, like, I, I've been saying this about the San Francisco 49ers, actually, in, in the NFL. Like, people are going to sleep on the San Francisco 49ers because the season we just saw them have. Their entire roster was hurt, okay? Next year, I'm telling you, next year, they're going to be my favorites to be back in the Super Bowl for the NFC. Um, Next year, the Warriors, I'm not going to say they're my favorites, but I think they'll be a, a conference finals team, assuming Clay can come back and be effective, you know? That's right. a really good team once Clay's back. Like, really oh, good. yeah, and I mean, they're, they're still going to have another good draft pick. <laughs> Uh, this year. Oh yeah, why is that? Um, who they have? Minnesota, who do they own mm. from the Minnesota deal? Um, so and uh, did they get Wiggins and draft picks? One thing I would like to see them do a little bit more is run some pick and roll with Steph and Wiseman. 
um, kind of like yeah. they do with Draymond. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now that Wiseman's getting into his own, he's going to be a good. He's going to be a good player. And yeah, you get Clay back, and they got about a two-year window to try to make a run with that. Um, I think you know um, to try to hit the back end of that dynasty before they. I think they'll, uh, you know, yeah, go go in another route. You know, when you have Steph and uh, Clay yeah. in their in their mid thirties. Um, so I think you know this year's a good year for them to get some continuity and for Wiseman to get some good playing. Um, but when, hopefully, he brings Steph uh, Clay back and mm. he's at a good, you know, he's in good health um, next year. And you make that you make that run over the next two years to try to try to get it with a little bit of their young core and their their older guys. So did they get Wiggins and draft picks? Is that the same Minnesota deal or were these separate deals? Yeah, I think it was the same deal. Yeah. I like that deal for, for I, I liked it to begin with for Golden State. I like that yeah. deal for to begin with, and I'm looking. They had to take, had to take a lot of money for of Wiggins. Um, yeah, and they also got D'Angelo Russell, but they well they they flipped D'Angelo Russell for the for, draft picks, right? Right, because they had D'Angelo Russell um, last year. So, so I'm so, I'm looking yeah. at the three point percentage, Sam, for the Golden State Warriors now. Um, yeah. Hey, Wiseman has a has a higher three point percentage than Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. So so does uh, Wiggins actually thirty nine point four. Curry's and, only at thirty six nine. They're starting to get Ubre to play a little bit better. Who was who was, mm-hmm. was a good player, mm-hmm. but he started the season terrible. Yeah. Um, I think he was like oh for fifteen from three, and you know was shooting like an abominable like fifteen percent from the floor. So, um, they're getting more from him what they what they expected out of it. Yeah. So if they can literally if they can keep this team for the next year or two, they are going to be deep. They're mm-hmm. going to be tested because a lot of these guys are getting playing time you're gonna have what uh uh wiseman you know getting getting a lot of run and uh and we see what happened when you start saying steph's not elite he goes out and he's yeah, like yeah. yeah okay well that's kind I'll of a well, my team that's kind of a dumb win. take like i i've never right. been look look i think steph is you know clearly has been a top five nba player um you know i never thought he was better than lebron never in no, fact i never the be- he's the best shooter ever in the nba like bar none. yeah his, his dad was pretty damn good too. I remember he right, would always destroy the magic, you know, in those Hornets much. teams. Always. Um, who was the other guy? Oh yeah, and Durant. I never thought he was better than Durant. You know, um, right. similar by the way to when LeBron went to Miami. I never thought that Dwayne Wade was better than LeBron. I never, th- I never bought into the idea that that was Dwayne Wade's team. It was. It, it's always right. the best player's team. So no, I, I, I never thought that Steph Curry was. I mean, that, that's just. That's just stupid talk. That's just stupid talk. So, um, yeah, Steph Curry comes out and th- puts up 60-burger up on everybody. Good yep. for him. Good for him. I, I hope he, you know and what? They, I, and they got the win. And then the next night they got the win with him, you know, only scoring 30-something. But a lot of other guys. Only. Steph <laughs> yeah. When Steph, when Steph gets off like that and people are like, oh, shit, it's Steph Curry. Yeah. Like, then that opens up because then people are DNing and trying to double him. And, you know, that's when the other guys got to knock shots down. Because when you got Steph Curry on the floor. Anytime he steps over half court, yeah. he's a threat. Yep. So you need to have people up in his grill. And he's crafty with the ball, which means that he can get around people. Yeah. So um, you know, he, he's still he's still elite, man. He's still elite. Absolutely. And they are still fun to watch. And I'm telling you, when Clay comes back, I mean, they're basically they might be a little bit of a better version of the team that won um won their first championship. Right. Um, depending on, of course, age, you know, you get degradation of age and all that stuff, but they're going to be, mm-hmm. they're going to be super deep. And I like Wiseman, man. I like him. Yeah. No, I was dubious. Cool. I was dubious when he was drafted, but I like him. 
He's good, man. He's uh, well. I mean, a lot of people didn't see him play. He only played three games, but mm. you know, he he runs the floor really well. He handles yeah. the ball really well um, for a big guy, um, and that's usually what you know you worry about with a center in today's NBA. But um, yeah. no, he he's moving all around the field. Six uh, boards a game in twenty one yeah. minutes, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, let's see. Let's move it on. So uh, you and me both are on a diet. Um, yes. Now I'm on keto, like we talked about last week. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of of you know what I would call fad diets, but I had to do something. What are you on? Are you just on a low sugar thing? What are you doing? Uh, it's it's called Whole Thirty, and it's basically mm. just thirty days of nothing but natural whole whole foods. Yeah. Um. So no sugar added. No. Um. No complex carbs. Um. Right. No. No empty carbs. No breads. No grains. No beans. No legumes. Only certain kind of nuts. There's like a whole thing. So basically, you have to make all your food pre, unless you're gonna get in. You know, because otherwise, you're gonna get into a thing where it's like I don't know what to eat. Like so, basically, you can have eggs. You can have all this stuff. Mm. You know, there's a list of stuff. So a lot of vegetables, fruits, stuff like that. Mm. Um. So it's basically just trying to. Uh, get your body into a uh it's like a detoxifying thing you get yeah. all the sugars you're getting all the crap out your body goes through some weird stuff where you kind of get real tired and you know there's yeah. a whole thing it, basically you and i were both dealing with the sugar thing a few days ago yeah where right our bodies were like whoa you know because <laughs> even if you're not eating say you know even if you're not drinking soda or having cake or whatever mm. Like, literally, there's sugar in everything. In everything, yeah. Like, if, if you look at stuff, it's like there's added sugar in, like, mustard. You know, there's mm. added sugar in everything. So, um, your body is just used to a certain amount of level, even if you're not taking in, like, an aggressive amount of right. extra sugar, you know, from, like, sweets or anything like mm-hmm. that. I mean, pizza sauce, pizza, everything. Mm-hmm. You go somewhere, they put they put sugar in the dough, they put sugar in the sauce, they put... Sugar is just in everything. In everything. So, you know, our blood sugars were probably, you know, dipping low. Um, <laughs> both of us were dealing with it on the same day. We were both really tired. And you I just kind of get that. I almost you fell know, asleep at like I, three. I was I, just like, oh, my I gosh. Broke through, I broke through that barrier. Me too. like day three. And, and now I feel good, you know, so. The interesting thing about keto is I, I thought it was going to be miserable. And I think where, where it's going to hit me is on um, – on uh, the weekends when I usually have my, you know, my kind of my cheat days and all that. But this right. isn't that far off. I'm actually eating a little bit more than I usually eat when I'm on diet. And I usually do about what kind of you do, Sam, is just like keep everything whole and uh, and all that. But now it's it's more extreme because I need to get into ketosis to, to carve fat as soon as possible. But, um, you know, I might be starting a new job here soon. I need to be able to, to fit into work yeah. pants. You know, yeah. I like my... my I, like seriously, I, I need to be able to fit into stuff. So no, I need to I need to lose some weight. But um, early returns are pretty good. It, the crazy thing to me, I don't know if you're hitting this as well, but I'm thirsty all the time, all the time. I've been I'm drinking easily a gallon of water a day, and I go to bed thirsty. Absolutely. And uh, that's crazy to me. Um, the first day, I, I seriously I shed like six or seven pounds of just crap because yeah. my body filtered out all the salt in that gallon that I did. So I wasn't retaining, you know, as much water and all that stuff, but I'm doing like a, a day by day, as I told you, I'm doing a day by day picture, you know, kind of the comparison. I want to do like the, I think I'm going to do this for a hundred days. Um, and I don't know where that'll put me. It'll put me in early April. 
I'm going to do this for 100 days and stay strict and then start to do a little bit more of what you're doing, Sam, is just, you know, introduce some things in there. Like, I want to introduce oats back in, but I'm staying away yeah. from them for now. That yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, maybe maybe a little bit more starch, like some bananas for some more potato. You know, like yeah. things, not yeah, bad foods, stuff. but yeah. yeah. And then do another three months of basically that, but also with more, you know, some more upward carb cycling so I can do a little bit more aggressive workout. But um, so far, so good. Like I'm, you know, I, I didn't get the headaches and all that stuff. And I think it's because I, like, I'm not that far off when I'm on diet from this anyway. So my body's kind of used to it, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And, and like what I'm doing is just basically a 30 day thing, but I'm yeah. hoping that it just kind of naturally kicks, kicks into some stuff. And I'm just kind of like, then I don't have a certain cravings. I don't want to live like I eat like a rabbit, mm. you know? Um, obviously I like to enjoy stuff. I like a beer. I like, you know, drinking here and there. I'm obviously not going to drink for the next, for these right. 30 days. Um, mm-hmm. I can't have anything extra, but then, you know, there's like a cycle where you just kind of start to introduce stuff back in. But like you said, oatmeal like i like overnight oats you know i yeah. can't have that right now mm-hmm. um so um that's something i'm kind of looking forward to you know overnight oats with almond milk and <laughs> those kind of things are stuff that you know I, I i would like to have but you know i'm gonna go the next 26 days or so and and not so let me tell you my like my favorite thing and I eat the same thing every day, at least for the meals. Like my wife is is doing this, not as intense as I am, but she's kind of doing stuff. But she'll she's kind of in charge of dinners, knows the basic rules. Um, but you know, when you see keto friendly recipes, they're not actually keto friendly. They, they right. their carbs are way out of whack. They'll have like you know forty grams of carbs in in their quote unquote keto friendly meals, and right. it's because their their proportions are they haven't measured them, you know. So um so she knows basically kind of the rules, and I'll help a little bit with dinner. But she'll um you know she'll make dinner. We have different dinners every night. But I'm having this lunch. I have a cup. I I measure out a cup of spinach. Um, I can take about like four cherry tomatoes, just just that many. I can't eat any more than that because of the carbs. Um, I can have about an eighth of a cup of onion. Again, no more than that because of the carbs that are in onion. Um, and by the way, now I'm to the point, I'm over the hump, that those are so sweet, both the onions and the, right, and the tomatoes. Right. They're like so sweet. Um, two eggs, whole eggs, mix in a little bit of garlic, cook it in butter. That omelet, oh, and, and an ounce of goat cheese. Oh, my gosh. It is like the best food I've had. Oh, it is so good. So and like you the, feel good because you don't feel like too heavy or anything, no. you know. Afterwards, you know, it's giving you the right amount, and like you feel full because of the fat. Like you're not starving. Yeah. The only thing I had was that blood sugar thing when I hit you. It, it, I had like what I would describe as a carb crash, except it wasn't a carb crash. It wasn't because right. I didn't have carbs, but it, it felt like that. If I was just like, right, oh my god, right, the first right. day I felt like I was going to fall asleep. And so I was laying down for like three or four hours, and then I got a little bit lightheaded towards the end of the day. Um, but then yesterday it was all like it was all fine. Yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, things are going okay. Started uh, my my start in weigh in was one ninety seven six, and I'm at one ninety point six. Or no, I was one ninety. I'm sorry, I was one ninety six point eight is what I weighed in at, and then I'm at one ninety point six. So I'm down six pounds in two days. That's good, man. Yeah, it's good. I think most you know, of it. And I, I hate New Year's resolutions thing, and this just was a more effect of timing. You know, I wanted to do mm-hmm. something, but I didn't want to be like the guy on during the um, festivities that's not eating anything. Yeah, or, of course, of course. You know, I didn't want to be the weirdo, so it just kind of worked out that after New Year's was, 
you know, the best time to, to it start is. it because I didn't have any, I didn't have anything going on. Dude, you nobody know? wants so to. Like, all right. Nobody wants to spend Christmas on a diet. Nobody wants to spend New Year's Eve not, you know, having right. a, a drink or, you know, if if they're if they like to have drinks. Like nobody wants that. Right. So it is a good time to start. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It'd be nice to to lose a few pounds every week. The crazy. I'm really curious to see where I'm going to end up on Monday because I yeah. literally, like I just said, I don't love diets. I like life choice stuff or life, um, you know, life. Um, is it life choice? I, I can't think of the word. What is it? Like, uh, yeah, whatever. Lifestyle. lifestyle. I like lifestyle choices. So I've never been on a diet for more than five days in a row. Yeah. Like my, my diet always builds in cheat Saturday, cheat Sunday, back to diet on Monday. So yeah. I don't know what the weekend's going to do. And then on top of that, I don't know what next week's weight loss is going to be because usually because I, I cheat on Saturdays right. and Sundays – I have all the sodium and stuff, and so usually I, I kick off about four pounds on Monday. <laughs> you know, that's all right. salt and, and garbage and all that stuff. Right. And then, you know, I incrementally move down. I'm really curious to see what happens, you know, in my weigh-in on Friday, then my weigh-in on Monday, and my weigh-in next Friday. It's going to be wild, Sam. It's going to be wild. Ooh. We'll see, man. Yeah, so I think that's it. You got anything else to talk about? Oh, man, everyone be good. Yeah, be Speed good. Up. Start this year off good. Yep, accountability. Be accountable to yourselves your family, and your community. Be good. Welcome to the podcast. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are all it. Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. NFL to NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All light hearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't.